Step out in that gift. Do something. Sow a seed. Pray a prayer. Start that Bible study. Join that ministry. Write that letter. When you need God to do something, there's always a step you can take. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. You never know what's in a person until their back is against the wall. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you for joining us today. This time, we're continuing the series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible. In today's message, we're going to meet a man named Shamgar, who beautifully illustrates the time-honored character attributes of courage, loyalty, and perseverance against all odds. He is everything we all hope to be when our backs are against the wall, and it's time to either sink or swim. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share part two of the message, Shamgar, the Fearless Farmer. Paul said, let me remind you of where you came from. Brothers and sisters, he says in 1 Corinthians 1, 26, think of what you were when God chose you. Think about it. Where were you when God chose you? Can you say with me, he chose me. Where were you when God chose you? And what were you when God chose you? Paul says, not many of you were considered wise by human standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many of you belonged to important pedigreed families. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the things of this world that are common and looked down on. He chose what is not considered to be important to do away with what is considered to be important so that no one can brag in the presence of God. God uses ordinary people so that when he does an extraordinary thing, the ordinary person can't say, I did that. The ordinary person has got to say, an extraordinary God put his hand on an ordinary person and did an extraordinary thing. And that's where we're headed. Amen? So that nobody can brag and say, I did that. I did that. Oh, no, God did it. Now, Shamgar's story reveals three simple secrets to success that we can all put into practice starting today, and I'm really praying that we do. Begin today. I believe that today many of you are going to experience a shift, a change. If I could borrow the name of our church, turning point. You're going to have a turning point, a defining moment, because some of you are ready to say, that's it. Some of you are ready to say, it's time to defeat my giants. Shamgar's three secrets to success were very simple, so simple, you're going to think, how can there be anything to that? Oh, but there is. I want you to say them with me. Start where you are. Second, use what you have. Third, do what you can. We've all heard in an SUV. Some of you have an SUV. Just remember SUD. 
Start where you are, S. Use what you have, U. Do what you can, D. What did Shamgar do? He started where he was, he used what he had, and he did what he could. Now let me just take those three things and and start with the first one. Start where you are. This has to do with timing. Start where you are. Too often, we spend way too much time and energy thinking about our past or being enamored with our future. So much time thinking about the past or looking down towards the future that we miss the moment that God has for us. I'm going to tell you the most important time in your life and mine right now is now. That's the most important time. And the most important day is today. Not yesterday and not someday, but today. Everybody say with me today. Because today is the most important day in your life and mine. Because right now we've got a moment where we can make a quality decision to turn the rest of our life. We don't have yesterday because yesterday is gone. The past is the past because it's past. And we don't have someday. We don't even know what someday brings. But we have today. Winners live with a well-known but not often used mantra. It's a Latin phrase, carpa diem, and it means seize the day. Seize the day. Seize the moment. Maximize your moment. Maximize this hour, this day, for this is the only day we're certain of. Yesterday is gone. Someday isn't here yet. Shamgar said this to himself. I may never have another day like this one. I'm going to maximize this moment. This is the day that these giants come down. This is the day that Israel goes free. This is the day that I do something about this. I'm going to maximize my moment. God has given me this moment, this hour, this time, this day to do something about it. Paul said in Ephesians 5, 16, I want you to learn to redeem the time. In the Greek language, that means buy up every opportunity and make the most of it. Translated, I want you to learn to seize the day. Take advantage of every minute that God has given you. I can tell you, I have been at the bedside of people dying, and they have often said to me, Pastor, make the most of your time, because when your hour comes, it comes, and then it's over. We have now. We have today. We must maximize the moment. Be people of the moment. I believe the most important word in the Bible is today. And I believe Satan's favorite word is someday. Do you know how many people are going to be in hell who said to themselves, someday. Someday I'll come to him. Someday I'll get saved. Someday when I'm done having my fun, partying hearty, when I'm done doing all the things I want to do, then I'll give my heart to Jesus and become one of those religious people. But you know what? Someday never comes. Do you know how few people ever come to Christ on their deathbed? They don't. They're all preoccupied with what they're fighting and with the fact that they're dying. And they do not come to him. The Bible says, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. The Bible says, today is the acceptable time. Today is the time to get saved. Today is the hour, the moment to respond to God. Hebrews 3.13 says, exhort one another daily while it is called today. See, I've got this moment 
to influence you with the Word of God. And I intend to maximize the moment. I'm going to make the most of it. And not only here, but it's going to go on radio. See, because my body is healthy, my mind is clear, I have this moment to serve the Lord and make the most of it. And so I'm going to pick up the ox goat and I'm going to let it swing. And I'm going to make the most of my moment. It says, today, if you will hear his voice, don't harden your heart. It says, today is the day of salvation. Today is an important word to God, but I believe Satan's favorite phrase is someday. Someday you'll take care of it. Someday you'll get your finances together. Someday you'll deal with that habit. Someday you will deal with the gospel. Someday you'll deal with Christ. That's not wisdom. Squeeze every drop of potential out of your present moment. That's the way Shamgar thought. One man wrote, don't be paralyzed by the past or hypnotized by the future. Stay riveted on the present moment. It's the key to success. Shamgar could have said, well, you know, something really should be done about these Philistines, but I better wait till I've got better weaponry. At least a sword or a bow and arrow or a good spear. I'll wait for a better day. But no, he said, all I've got is an ox goad, but I've got this moment. And I intend to maximize the moment. I'm going to start where I am. I'm going to seize this moment. I may not have another chance like this again. So here goes, God be with me. Jesus one day said to his disciples, who were agrarian in their thinking, he said, you say to me, yet four months, and then we're going to get a harvest. Well, I'm telling you to open your eyes and take a good look at what's right in front of you. You're saying, well, we'll have that harvest four months down the road. Jesus told them, God's already put something right in front of you. If you'll pull your thinking out of the future and get it into the now. Can I tell you, church, that God's got something for you right now. He's got something right under your nose right now. He's got blessings and he's got open doors and he's got opportunities for you right now. Ask yourself this question today. What can I do right now, this moment, on this day to make a difference, to turn things around, to move my dream forward, to maximize my opportunities? What can I do right now? Shamgar would say, start where you are. Can you say that with me again? Start where you are. Maximize your moment right now. Now, his second key to success was a great one. Use what you have. I can't tell you how often people sell themselves short by saying this. If only I had this gift or that amount of money or that golden opportunity or those kind of looks or greater connections, if only I had this or that or the other thing, then I would do something. But can I tell you that what you need to maximize your moment right now, you already have it? Because my God is not a God of confusion. If he wants you to make a move now, take a quality step now, he's going to give you what you need to take that step. So first, Shamgar was dealing with timing. Now he's dealing with a tool. What tool are you going to use? He grabbed a tool and he used it. 
Use what you already have. You've already got what you need for your future success. Y'all are real quiet, and I know that's a sign that you're thinking. Say, well, pastor, I just wish I had more giftings. Do you know that the parable of the talents, one man had 10, one had five, and one had one. And you know what the one that had one did? He looked at the ones that had five and the ones that had 10, and he compared himself to them. And because he only had one, he played a violin and had a pity party and buried his talent. And one day, the one that gave him the one returned and said, what'd you do with what I gave you? Did you use it? And he said, Lord, you didn't give me five. You didn't give me 10. I knew that you were a hard man reaping where you have not sowed. So I buried that talent. Here it is. And he said, you should have been ready to give me two. You should have used what I had given you. If you had used the one talent, you would have two to give back to me. You would have reaped a harvest, but now you've got nothing to show for what I gave you because you did not use what you had. Use what you have. One day Jesus was looking at a great crowd of 5,000 people, 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. So if those men were married and had kids, it was at least 10,000 plus people looking at Jesus. And it says he decided to test his disciples. And he said to them, we can't send them away hungry. We've got to feed them. So what are we going to use to feed them? And he was testing them. The Bible says that Andrew looked around, sized up the situation and came to Jesus and said, here's the Wickwire version. You got to be kidding me. There's 10,000 people out here and you're telling me that you want me to come up with the food to feed them. Lord, you've got to be kidding me. I found this one little boy and he's got five loaves of bread and two fish and that's it. That's all I've got. Now I want you to notice what he did. He immediately began to look at what he did not have instead of looking at what he did have. Because folks, let me tell you something. Rarely are you and I going to have everything we need. We need to learn to give to God what we have and know that when you give to the Lord what you have, he turns a little into a lot. Because Jesus basically said when he said, we don't have enough, Jesus said, let's use what you have. So it says in the Bible, Jesus said, tell the people to sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. Notice what Jesus did. When something was given to him, he took it, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it. Don't you know that that's what he does with you and me? When I was saved, I was in juvenile home. I was in a jail cell. And when I came to Christ, it was in jail. And when I went back to my jail cell, at night, I asked the guard to leave the light on so I could read the little Bible they'd given to me. And I prayed a prayer that night. And I said, Lord, if you can make anything of the mess that I've made in my life, I give it to you. You know what he did? He took it. And then he blessed it. That's right. And then he broke it. That meaning he broke my will. That is, he brought my will into subservience to his will. And when he took me and blessed me, 
and broke me. Then he began to use me to distribute bread. And right now, you may not know it, but I'm distributing wonder bread to you right now. Wonder bread to you right now. I'm pulling straight out of the manna from heaven. Here's some wonder bread. Here you go. Eat it and you will live. Anything you give to the Lord Jesus, say with me, he takes it. He blesses it. He breaks it. And then he uses it. How many of you want to be used of God in these last days? Give him you. Give him you. Shamgar said, I don't have much. All I've got is an ox goad, but I'm giving that ox goad to you, Lord, and I give myself to you. Here I go against the enemy. He didn't have a sword. He didn't have an army. He didn't have a spear. He didn't have a bow. He had an ox goad, a simple farm tool. But in the hands of the living God, that ox goad became the equivalent of a great army in the hands of a man of faith. It may be that all that you have is you. Give him you. If you're broken, give him you. Shatter, give him you. If you feel like you've ruined your life, give it to him. He will take it. He will bless it. He will break it. And he will give it. Use it to reach others. Shamgar tells us today, start where you are, use what you have, and then finally, do what you can. Do what you can. There's always something that you can do. And when you do what you can, it is often that step of faith that activates the hand of God to intervene in your life. Jesus almost never healed anybody who he didn't require something from first. The man with the withered hand, he said, stretch it out. He stretched it out and the Lord healed it. Over and over again, he did miracles. Even when it was Lazarus being raised from the dead, he required his sisters and those that loved him to move the stone away so that he could get in. They had to do something to activate their faith. Do what you can. Start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can if you want to overcome that enemy and see change come into your life. Don't get stuck by all the things you can't do. Do what you can. And God will do what you can't. It's that simple. Shamgar offered to God what he knew how to use. He said, I don't have much. I've got an ox goat. I sure know how to use that. So I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to do what I can. The woman with the issue of blood could not heal herself. She lost all of her money on doctors. She was discouraged, in despair, depressed, probably suicidal. But then she heard about Jesus. And she said, there's one thing I can do. I can break through that crowd. I can get to him on hands and knees and I can touch the hem of his garment. And she broke through and on hands and knees grabbed hold of his garment. She did what she could and then he did what she couldn't. And it says virtue immediately flowed into her body and she was healed. There's always something, a step of faith that you can take. Simon Peter wanted to walk on the water. Well, he couldn't just be lifted up and levitated out of the boat and put in it. He had to stand up, put one foot over, and start walking. People talk about how Simon Peter sank in the water, but I want you to know that man walked on water for a while. He walked on water for a while. He defied natural law by walking by faith. He did what he could do, and then God did what he could not do. We're all given a gift to use. The Bible says God has given to each of you a gift 
Use it to help each other. 1 Peter 4.10. Paul said we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So listen carefully. We were all given a gift when we got saved. In order to do good works, God prepared in advance for us to walk in. Believe it or not, before time began, God saw me preaching to you. Do you believe that, Pastor Jeff? Oh, of course I do. Because my God knows the end of a thing before the beginning begins. We're all given a gift. So if you can't do anything else, do what you can. Step out in that gift. Do something. Use your gift. Sow a seed. Pray a prayer. Make that phone call. Start that Bible study. Join that ministry. Write that letter. When you need God to do something, there's always a step you can take. Four lepers sitting at the gate of Samaria dying. They were leaned up against the gate. Inside the city, everybody was starving to death because they had been surrounded by an enemy. And so all of God's people on the inside were dying of starvation. In front of them was the army that was starving Israel out. So behind them, they had famine. In front of them, they had a lethal enemy. They're sitting there leprous, all four of them, lepers. And here's what they said. Great question. Why are we sitting here until we die? Translated, do something. They said, if we go into the city, we're going to die of hunger. But if we move forward, they might kill us. But for sure, if we sit here and don't do something, we're going to die. So they stood up and they did what they could do. And they started walking towards the enemy. And you know what God did? God said, that's all I needed to see. You did what you could do. So God made the enemy hear horses that weren't there and hear shouts that weren't there and made them hear an army that didn't even exist. In other words, he made them hallucinate and they fled. And these four lepers come walking into the tents of this enemy. It's a ghost town. There's nobody there. But there's food, and there's riches, and there's weapons, and there are horses. And they ran back to Samaria and banged on that gate and said, You have been set free. Come out. There's no more enemy. How'd that happen? Four men did what they could. Well, I know the Bible doesn't lie, so this man, Shamgar, was one serious fighter, taking out 600 Philistines with an ox goad. You know, as we go through the various unsung heroes from the Bible, I want to encourage you to remember that these were just ordinary people like you and me who believed in an extraordinary God. God came through for them, and He will come through for you. So allow these historical accounts from Scripture to build your faith and spur you on to believe God for the impossible. And be sure to tune in next time when I'll be talking about another unsung hero from the Bible. He's the original, the spin stops here, man. You'll be blessed to get to know. Until next time, I pray God's rich blessings be yours. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff. You know, every time God uses the ministry of Life Talk to transform a life by the power of Jesus Christ, it's because somebody like you gave financially and helped make it possible. 
Life Talk's daily program is listener supported. So if you're interested in supporting this ministry, call toll free 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. Or visit us online at lifetalkradio.us and make a donation to empower Life Talk to continue transforming lives with the power of the gospel. Call 877-884-3111 or go online to lifetalkradio.us and give your best gift today. Shamgar, the fearless fighting farmer, is the eighth message of Pastor Jeff's series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible. You can own a copy of this 10-CD set for just $50 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible, for only $50 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.